This is Nature Notes, our look at the natural world in West Texas, from the prairies of Llano Estacado to the borderlands of the Chihuahuan Desert. Its bland name is misleading. The common lesser earless lizard, Holbrookia maculata, is indeed common in our region's plains and deserts. It's humble in stature, three to five inches long, and typically gray-brown. But this ordinary creature has extraordinary capabilities. In 2016, amidst the white dunes of Guadalupe Mountains National Park in West Texas, a biologist discovered lesser earless lizards as white as the sands themselves. And as scientists look more closely into these creatures, they're gaining insight into the mechanisms that drive the diversity of life on Earth. From Marfa Public Radio and the Sibley Nature Center in Midland, this is Nature Notes. I'm Dallas Baxter. The Salt Basin Dunes on the west side of Guadalupe Mountains National Park are a secret of the Southwest. Their geological story is similar to that of the famous dunes at White Sands National Park, but they're just a fraction the size of a New Mexico dune field about three square miles compared to 200 square miles. These dunes remain largely unexplored by park visitors and scientists. But in 2016, herpetologist Drew Dittmer took a detour there after a conference near Marfa. He was drawn by a hunch, and it paid off. I slept in a bedroll in the campground of the park, then went around really early the next morning, and I found one. You see it, and you're just like, well, it looks really white, and the sand's pretty white. I took a picture of it. At that point, it just kind of snowballed. Many lizards can change hues to match terrain, but Dittmer's find wasn't a matter of such plasticity. The population of blanched lizards he discovered were genetically adapted to this specific niche. Dittmer had reason to suspect they might exist. There are blanched versions of three lizard species at New Mexico's White Sands, whiptail and fence lizards, as well as lesser earless lizards. And with his discovery, Dittmer reached out to the Rosenblum Lab at the University of California, Berkeley, which has done path-breaking research on these white lizards. And this is a very rare and incredibly beautiful system to tell you about adaptation, how it happens, where it happens. Is nature using the same tools to produce similar things, or does it arrive at similar things through different genetic avenues? That was my fire about it from the beginning. That's Telma Laurentino, a geneticist who's worked at the Rosenblum Lab. One focus of her research is convergent evolution, the independent evolution of similar features in creatures separated in space or time. The two blanched lizard populations suggest this phenomenon. The two dune fields are 100 miles apart, and it seems unlikely blanched lizards from one location had colonized the other. But to better understand the Texas lizard's evolutionary story, Laurentino looked at their DNA. An organism's full genome, Laurentino says, is like an IKEA manual. The genetic code provides the instructions for building the entire organism. Analyzing a full genome is daunting. So out of the full manual for the Salt Basin Dunes lizard, Laurentino looked at the equivalent of just two phrases, she said. The first was a set of markers in the lizard's mitochondrial DNA. These markers allowed Laurentino to place the lizards within a phylogenic tree, a diagram capturing lines of evolutionary descent. The salt basin lizards, she found, are more closely related to the normal brown lizards found in the surrounding desert than they are to the blanched lizards at White Sands. It's compelling evidence for convergent evolution. So the mitochondrial 
marker showed us, okay, so what we are seeing at the mitochondrial DNA level is that there is a geographic signature of the similarities of these populations. And it also hints at the fact that the populations in the salt basin dunes have an independent origin. The second phrase was a marker called the melanocortin-1 receptor. The blanched whiptail and fence lizards at White Sands have a mutation in this gene, as do other pale creatures, from yellow mice to red-haired humans. But Laurentino found no such mutation among the blanched earless lizards, either at the Salt Basin Dunes or White Sands. So basically, it remains unknown what is the genetic basis of the blanching in the earless lizards. We know it in the fence lizard and the whiptails, but we still don't know it in the Holbrookia. It still remains to answer if they did it twice in the same way, if they did it in different ways. It's easy to imagine how pale coloration might serve as camouflage for a creature living on glinting dunes, but the salt basin lizards appear to have other distinctive traits. Laurentino studied the creatures from photos Dittmer provided and noticed that in many of the images, the lizards were perched, sometimes spread eagle on low shrubs. I only had one season of White Sands work, but I was like, I've never seen them doing this there. So I went back and I asked all the veterans from the, the White Sands. And I was like, have you guys seen this? Is this? And everyone was like, I've either never or I saw that once or twice in like 20 years of cumulative observations of those lizards. And then I asked Drew and he's like, no, they do that a lot. Earless lizards aren't known to perch in other environments. Elsewhere, different lizard species claim that vertical niche. But as the only resident lizards in these dunes, the earless lizards have the run of the place. They may perch to avoid potential predators or to find relief from the heat at ground level. Whatever the benefit, they've adapted to take advantage of it. The salt basin lizards have longer legs, feet, and toes than their kin elsewhere. These West Texas creatures have evolved relatively rapidly. The salt basin dunes are thought to be 5,000 years old, and with their distinctive adaptation, they're all in on a surprisingly small locale, Dittmer says. That's the interesting thing, is like they get there and they commit. It's like, no, no, we're in it. And they're in it for something that is smaller than most college campuses in the case of the Salt Basin Dunes. Like, they're just like, yeah, this is this is enough. It was famously a trip to the Galapagos Islands that sparked Charles Darwin's transformative insights into natural selection. From island to island, he observed related birds with distinctive features. Their beaks were uniquely suited to local food sources. Amid our region's sea of desert, dune fields are likewise islands of habitat. And like Darwin's finches, lesser earless lizards are emblems of evolution, icons of adaptation. Nature Notes is supported by the Shield Airs Foundation. This episode was written by Andrew Stewart. I'm Dallas Baxter. Thanks for listening.